Welcome to this podcast of South Point Church. You have found your way to us in this little corner of the online universe, and this summer our theme is Refresh. Children are so embodied, they're so naturally drawn to what is refreshing. What if refreshment is a gift that our bodies will recognize if we let them? In adult culture, refreshment often is connected to something we pay for, a fancy trip or drinks out. What if refreshment isn't something we purchase or find on vacation or in a care package as much as something we receive? What if the refreshment we long for is here all along, in the sun, the rain, the trees, the air, in the smiles, the laughter, the rest, the breath, and also in the tears and the self-expression of emotions? in the speaking and the sharing and the feeling and being seen and heard. These things to me seem very accessible, gifts of being human, gifts of being creatures, gifted to us by God. This summer, we're remembering this gift of refreshment and we hope that by listening, you are encouraged to give this gift to yourself. So glad you came. had a little music stand collapse in the middle of the passing of the piece. I don't know if you saw that. So I get to stand in front of this very formal looking podium. It's like my power podium. Can we have the first slide up there? I love that piece of art, don't you? So inviting. And how about the second slide? I don't know if you know what a triptych is. That's a triptych. It's a style of art where you have three separate panels of art, but they belong together. Sometimes they're hinged together. And the three pieces of art inform each other and they help to interpret each other. I have chosen three scriptures today about rest. And in my mind, they form a triptych. I'd like to explore the theme of rest through these three scriptures. But part of our goal as we move into summer is that we lean into community, we lean into storytelling, we lean into conversation. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of a warning that I'm going to tell these three scriptures, tell you a story from my own life that relates to the theme of rest and that passage. And then I'm going to ask you to share with a small group of people around you. And I'd love it if you could get up into groups of twos or threes, any more than that, you won't have time. And I wonder if you could do that now. So I'm just going to give you a minute to find your conversation partners um, and try maybe not to just end up with your spouse. Okay. Thank you for, thank you for playing ball with me. I think it's a speaker's worst nightmare is when you have an idea and, and people look at you and refuse to participate. So I appreciate that. And just to give you a warning, because we're doing this three times you'll only have about three minutes for each sharing. So each sharing, maybe not everybody will get to speak. Maybe one person will use up that three minutes. So maybe the next time of sharing, that person holds back and somebody else speaks. Okay, I'm, I'm sure you can manage sharing that time. So the first passage, if I could have the next slide up, is this beautiful invitation of Jesus. You can find it in Matthew 11, 28 to 30. And Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. 
My yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm just reminding us that Jesus reveals more clearly than anyone or anything else who God is. And so in this passage, Jesus is revealing God's deep desire to give us rest. Come to me and I will give you rest. So rest, like Ruth said, is a gift. It's an expression of God's loving kindness and compassion. So here's my story. When I think of this passage, I remember the feeling of tenderness when I would watch my children sleeping. When our kids were small, we lived in England and this little flat above a garage. And by the garage was this beautiful old beech tree. And on the summer, it created this glorious patch of shade. It was the perfect place for a nap. And sometimes when Ed and Joe were really, really tiny, I would bring out down the duvets and pillows under the tree, and that's where we'd have a nap. And sometimes if my kids fell asleep in the car, I would go upstairs and get the blankets and pillows and carry them down and make this little nest for them. And I'd ever so slowly unbuckle them and carry their little sweaty bodies out of the car and lie them in this little nest of blankets. And I can still feel that tender hearted love as I gazed at their faces, all tucked in under the safety of that tree. I loved to give them the gift of rest. Adam is working right now at the Rocky Mountaineer. It's that fancy train that goes to Vancouver, to Banff and Jasper. He works four days on, three days off, and the four days can be 14 hour days. And I still have that feeling when he comes home that first night, I love to just peek in and I see him resting and I love to anticipate when he's gonna wake up and I'll give him his, uh, like a, like, you know, breakfast in bed. Just love that feeling. It's such a joy as a parent to see your child resting. And I think in those moments, um, I'm feeling God's heart who loves us with that kind of tenderness and love. So I want you to think of a time when you felt that kind of loving kindness or compassion in your heart towards somebody where you just wanted to give them rest or alternatively, maybe a time where somebody gave that kind of rest to you. You got a half a minute left, so you can wrap up your stories. Okay. Thank you so much for taking that, for the generosity of sharing a little piece of your life with your conversation partners. Okay, we'll have the next slide up. Okay, the second image of the triptych is taken from Psalm uh, 23, verses one to two. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters and refreshes my soul. So the first scripture was from the divine perspective, right? God's heart's desire to give us rest. And this second scripture is the human perspective. And we're hearing David name that God, the good shepherd leads him to a pasture and makes him rest. And I think that's an interesting choice of verbs because David doesn't say God is finally letting him rest. God is 
making him rest, which seems to acknowledge that while rest is a gift, sometimes it's a gift he didn't always gravitate towards. But even so, God, the good shepherd, make him rest. And I, I don't imagine by force, because you can't really make a sheep lie down, but by persistence and patience. And again, the story that comes to my mind um, is my children uh, where they were young. Um, this is like a preliminary story, not the real story, but just a primer. So Adam was this really easy sleeper and he could fall asleep in the middle of eating an ice cream cone, but Johanna was wired differently. And the more tired she became, the more difficult and agitated her body would be in the difficulty of falling asleep. And so we did a lot of cradling and rocking and singing and swaying so that her little body could relax. And so I just want to acknowledge that some of us rest easily. And for others of us, it's kind of really hard to get our little overstimulated limbic systems to calm down and stop moving. It's not easy to stop playing, working, cleaning, doing, and just be for some of us. And then on top of that, you know, that we're kind of wired differently. We also have different stories, narratives in our head about rest that can also make it difficult. So this is my story about my rest narrative that I discovered this year. Okay, so last summer, went to the General Assembly and there was that like horrible noxious vote that passed the identity statement. And on the way back from the assembly, I got COVID. I could feel it on the airplane. It was coming like a tank. And I was just like, God, please just get me home. Help nobody notice. <laughs> I walked in this front door. I went to bed and I didn't move for three days. At the end of the third date, I'm like, it's time to rise again. <laughs> and so I got up and I'm like, that's it. I've been in bed three days. I'm going to go back to work. Thankfully, I had an appointment with my spiritual director and she heard my voice and she said, Anne, you are very sick. What you need is rest. You must not do anything for at least a week. She was right. I was very sick. I thought a lot about that this year, how I was so sick, and yet something in me so desperately wanted to get up and get moving. And this was my realization. My older sister was chronically ill, and she spent a lot of time in bed resting and in my life, I've had this resistance to rest. I wanted to get up to do things because to move and play and work made me feel stronger and safer than actually resting. It was like my little inner child's brain had equated resting with sickness. So rest, it was hard for me to see it as a gift, but as something, as a sign that something was wrong. Turns out that to heal from COVID, my body needed to rest not one week, but two weeks. I, I'm so grateful for my spiritual director to give me permission to just trust my body and tuck myself into blankets under a tree and nap. And since last summer, I've been practicing rest. I've been learning to give myself that same gift that I like to give my children, learning to be a mother to my own body. And my body is teaching me that rest is safe. Sometimes I still have this little voice going, why are you lying down in the middle of the day? And I'll say, because I'm tired. So my question for you is, what makes it difficult for you to accept the gift of rest sometimes? Is it your life circumstances? Or maybe it's a rest story that you're carrying around in your brain. And again, if you don't like feel like sharing, that's okay. You can be really practical if you want. You can say, well, I'm very busy. 
um, what, you know, just share what you feel comfortable sharing um, and just explore what prevents us from resting with your conversation partner. Thank you. So again, you have about 30 seconds. Okay, I hate to break that conversation, but we're ready for our third panel of the triptych. And that is the story that Ruth's told us so well, um, the story of Elijah under the broom tree. Uh, and so I'm not gonna uh, uh, go into it in great detail because Ruth did that for us. But again, there's this line about how he came to a broom bush and sat down under it and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. And then he laid down under the bush and fell asleep. And so let's just acknowledge that he is weary. He is heavy laden. He is ashamed. You know, he'd been speaking up for God and suddenly he's hit a wall and he's run away because he's tired of fighting. He's exhausted. And I love how God responds to him in that moment, not with scolding or with judgment, but just this simple attentiveness to his body, right? Gives him rest, gives him food, gives him water in repetitive cycles, and then takes him up into the mountain where he can like vent and he complains with God for a while. So he enters the rest wanting to die. He comes out of the rest being ready to go back down the mountain, back down to his people and continue being that prophetic voice for God, for his people. So here's my story. It's a closely held secret. Not anymore. So there was something else I said to my spiritual director a year ago when I came back from, from Calgary in that lovely General Assembly last year. And I had sick and I was sick I told her, that's it, I'm done. I'm sick of the CBC, I'm gonna quit my job. This is taking a too great toll on me. I'm gonna move to California. And she said something very wise. She said, Anne, you are very sick. This is not the time to make a major life decision. This is a time for you to rest. You can ask yourself that question later. So, because I trust her and she's very wise, I listened to her and rested for two weeks. And funnily enough, that end of that two weeks coincided with a vacation that we had planned and we went off together. And at the end of that vacation, I came back and I'm like, oh, I like my job. <laughs> I don't want to move. I like it here. <laughs> Craig might've been a little <laughs> disappointed by that choice. I don't know. But the rest help me find myself again. And so my question, well, before I say the question, I'll, I'll just let you know that this time when we went to the assembly, did you notice we camped our way there? And we camped our way back. I slept under trees every night and I've come back and I can tell you I'm feeling okay. Not going anywhere. So what about you? What's your story? Do you have a story of a change of perspective about something after you had a good night's sleep or a rest? Maybe you went to bed angry and you woke up and thinking, oh, what was that about? I'm actually quite fine now. 
If that question is hard for you to answer, maybe you can approach it a different way. Maybe you can compare, like, what does it feel like in my body when I'm really overtired and kind of burnt out? What can't I do anymore? And then what is restored in me when, I, when I'm rested? What feels easy then? Okay, so this is all about the power of this gift of rest and how it regenerates us. And I invite you to take some time talking about that. Again, three minutes, and I'll tell you when it's up. And this is your last, last three minutes. Okay, thank you. Okay, you got about 30 seconds. Okay, thank you. I noticed that in each round of conversing, you seem to relax into the process and it became easier. I think that's something to just notice that what can start as uncomfortable can actually, we can rest into it and it can be restorative. So in summary, these three scriptures remind us some important things. Uh, the first scripture reminded us that God loves to give us rest. God's heart is tender and compassionate towards us. The second reminds us that sometimes it's hard for us to receive this gift of rest and the third reminds us that it's actually essential to our staying power, right? Rest is restorative. I also just want to acknowledge that rest looks like very different things at very different stages of life. Uh, when I was a young mom, rest was something I snatched like a butterfly in a net. I remember walking out to hang up my laundry outside in the summer, and I would pause for about 45 minutes, seconds, not 45 minutes, heavens, 45 seconds and just watch the sun sinking into the landscape. And then I'd like, okay, go back inside, right? I would fall asleep on car rides or I'd fall asleep while praying. And my spiritual director would say, it's okay. And prayer is sleep sometimes. So rest can look like different things. And for some of you, I rest as seasonal teachers. You rest in the summer. Farmers, you rest in the winter. Um, some of you are parents of young children and you're going rest. What, what's that? I don't know. I know that some of you struggle with insomnia and rest might mean lying quietly. I know that some of you are going through hard things and lying down might not be restful at all. And maybe you find rest doing a puzzle. Um, some of you work with your minds and resting is standing up and stretching. And some of you work with your bodies and rest is like, I'm going to just sit down. So rest looks like many different things, but it is a gift and God wants to give it to you. And so this week I welcome you, or I invite you to practice loving yourself with all the tenderness of a parent towards a small child, giving yourself that gift of rest. And an even better yet is as you're resting, practice pausing internally and just turning towards Jesus and receiving this gift of rest as a gift of God from Jesus. Mm -hmm.